train year-round. Up at dawn, lifting weights, doing cardio, running 15 miles a day, pushing our bodies to the max for our sport. Oh, sh**. Totally wrong script. Um, no, we, we, lo- we like to fish, and we're fat. This is the Fishing Shed Podcast, presented by the three fat fishos. If it's outdoors, we love it, and we love talking about it. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, we have 55 years combined experience in fishing and outdoors. And we'll tell you what we know, plus we'll have on industry experts. So cast a line and open a cold one. This is the Fishing Shed Podcast. Presented by the three fat fishos. Well, today, guys, we have the absolute pleasure of talking to Adam from Dizzy Scent. So, welcome to the to the Fishing Shed, Adam. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate, and I appreciate you inviting me on the show. Looking forward nah, to it. Nah, mate, big fan, big fan. So, naturally, you know, the, the standard question, for people who don't know what you're about, mate, what's your story? Well, I, originally, I was... Um, I was sponsored by Dizzy Scent, and um, then I, I fished for uh, Dallas for quite a few years, and he put it up for offer. He offered it to me for sale, and um, I he offered to me the right price, mate. And I said, "Yeah, I'm happy to," because it was it's a good brand, you know. Like um, Darren Borg, he took it, he designed it. He was the, he was the man, like back in the day and he still is but he's he's gone off the scene now and um yeah so i took it over and i i still speak with um dizzy and um he still gives me a few tips and what he used to do and dallas still helps me out and then i sort of try and put my ideas into it and i just wanted to bring something new to the table because they had like four or five main scents when i took it over and i thought well I'd like to sort of spread it a bit more. And now I've got I've got like 17 cents on the market now. And I don't know if it's going to stop, and I'm hoping it is shortly because I'm running out of ideas. Well, they're, they're definitely definitely working and definitely selling. Like, you know, out here, the UV Cheese, UV Yabby, and now the Muddy Gudgeon uh, are absolute killers out here. But, um, mate, tell us a bit about the new UV Muscle. Okay, so what I did was, what was happening was a lot of the scents that I've, I either took over or I've designed have colouring in them. And the reason they have colouring in them, one, it helps with the UV. So UV reacts better with different colours. So when you've got a blue and you put the UV powder in and um, make your scent, as soon as that UV light hits it, it glows sort of like it just it goes brighter the only thing is with the uv you don't you don't see it down deep like that so if you walk up to anything like a lure or anything like that and you put a uv torch on it it really blows up but you the fish don't see it like that underwater so i that's why you put coloring in it it sort of it helps it stand out a bit more but with the uv muscle what I, I was getting not so much complaints, but 
like tournament anglers and all that were contacting me and saying that what was happening was it was discoloring their plastics. So the okay. the colouring that was in it, it was discolouring mm-hmm. their lures. And I said, all right, well, and it was happening with a lot of them. And it's all right if you, you're your average fish, but a lot of the tournament anglers are, I won't say picky, but they're, they're very, uh, okay, they're, they're very picky with the colours they use. Because sometimes, you know, you've got, you got to be on certain days. They know what they're doing. I don't. I'm not a tournament angler. But um, I said, all right, so I've redesigned it. I've taken the colouring out of the muscle. I've added an extra oil to give it a bit more of a kick. And I've put a little, still got the UV in it. It's still got a little bit more UV in it than it originally had. And it, it has more of a white glow to it now than the, originally it was a little dark blue glow because the, the brown actually made it glow a dark blue, which is the color you want. And when I spoke to Dizzy, he said, you've got to look for that dark blue UV light. Um, so when it reflects, that's what you want because it stands out more in the water. I said, all right, okay. So the UV, I had to put more in it to try and get it a bit brighter, but taking the colour out so it didn't discolour the fishermen's soft plastics or even their hard bodies. It was it was discolouring the hard bodies too. So and there's still nothing wrong with the original um, muscle, but I've, I've turned it into like a tournament-style one and that way, I think I'm just going to run with it because it's really doing the job that it's supposed to be. It's a clear scent, like translucent, and it's still got that kick of the muscle and a few extra oils in it now just to give it that extra bit of bite. So that, that's why I've changed it. It's to take that colouring out, a little bit more UV, and it's a bit more potent. Right. Well, I reckon uh, next week when I'm up at Nambucca, I don't think I'll be bringing any tubes home, that's for sure. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, mate. No, mate, no. I think it's 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 going to be a good one. A big thank you to you. Like, what a lot of people don't realise is that Adam is an absolute massive supporter of uh, not only the, the podcast and, and the the Fishing Shed um, Next Gen Kayak Rounds, but also a massive supporter of yak hunters and fishing in general. So what what is that just a professional decision to get involved in, in that promotional side of things? No, well... <laughs> Not really. It's not so much that. It's more when I was when I was doing brim tournaments. Like like I said, I'm not a professional fisherman. I I only did the tournaments for fun because I really didn't know, you know, what I was doing. I was lucky to come back with one fish during those tournaments, but oh, I enjoyed it. And when I started getting sponsorships sponsorships from uh, Dizzy Scent and Distech Lures. So Dallas had Dizzy Scent at the time. Uh, Dizzy had Distech Lures. Um, they they've offered me sponsorships, and you know when you're a, when you're someone that really doesn't know what they're um, doing, and you get these offers of sponsorships, it sort of gives you a kick along. And I always wanted to sort of pass it on down down the track, and that's why I, I think I've got like personally I've got 25 anglers that I sponsor, and then I also like to give it to the smaller competitions that. You know, have all these anglers that maybe they don't like to fish the big competitions. They like to fish the smaller ones. I just like to pass it on through there. So it's it's not so much a business one, mate. It's more just a just a personal one, and it's passing it on because Dizzy taught me back in the day. You know, you always got to share the knowledge and 
you know, look after the new generation coming through. Yeah. Well, mate, that is solid words, mate. Over to you, mate. Yeah, no, well, Darren Dizzy Borg was always one of my um, absolute heroes in fishing. So he used to be up there in Iluka, of course, and we used to go up to his fishing um, shed up there in Iluka. So, um, yeah, lucky you getting to take over his dynasty, I guess. So, yeah, no, it's good, mate. And I've fished with him a few times out at Foster and up at Iluka and all that, mate. It was good fun. Yeah, definitely. So, but I suppose one of the questions I've got is what's the difference between a scent and an attractant? Well, what happens is the attractants is, say, like a bite stimulant and all that. So the attractants give off a uh, more of a chemical reaction. So when it hits the water and you get these attractants, the fish sort of come up to it. And some of the attractants that I've got in the sense that Dizzy um, sort of did the research and he put, originally put in it, it does something to the, um, like not so much the taste buds, but something in the fish's mouth and it stimulates the bite. Whereas uh, the, the scent itself, it's like the oils, that just gives it that little bit extra taste. So your attractants don't actually have the uh the oils or anything in it that's more the chemical reaction whereas your oils are what gives it the taste so yeah. that's that's the two different sides of um the scent your attractants and your your actual scents yeah and right. the other thing i was always taught use them like chili so sparingly is that true well i've never used it but i know i know that dizzy used to make sense with curry in them and all that and uh, apparently they're pretty good. So I, I think, like, well, you look at aniseed. Aniseed's a, um, it, it's a, it's a seed, obviously, and they get the aniseed oil out of them. And it's actually a really big part of a lot of um, scents these days, and it yeah. has been for years. And that it's in winter time, aniseed is um, really good for the winter flathead and winter brim. And I know a lot of the boys use it on the yellow belly and the murray cod and all that sort of thing and it, it it's got like a stimulant in it as well but it's a natural stimulant compared to your um chemical stimulants yeah nice very wow. good well there you go that's um i'm just sitting here a bit gobsmacked about that so it's a lot of information to take in i so especially when you look at it from a amateur point of view like i just thought you slapped it on but listening to no, that it's the science behind it yeah yeah mate it's phenomenal like you know when, when i was doing comps and that i started to look into it and it's just you know you're going from waxes to creams to oils to you know all these different things and it's just this world or a different world of you know just trying to get yeah. a fish to bite pretty much. So, yeah. yeah, no. But that's one of the things I've always sort of wondered is what was the difference between an attractant and the scent because some things are labelled purely as an attractant, other things are labelled as a scent. So, mm. Well, I know that out here in Bathurst, the Triple T's were in the, in, in, the, in the trout season. We're having a bit of a slow day on the Fish River. Just touched the lures up with a bit of UV yabbing. It was like flicking a switch. You know, it was amazing to see. So, and uh, but no, definitely, definitely, young fellas down here are getting into your sense, mate. That is for sure. And and uh, all the fish eyes for our, our kite cop. So extremely appreciative of the uh, you know the tube of dirty ray that'll uh, get them into the get them into the into the water. That's for sure. 
Yeah, no, it's it's um, uh, that dirty rose are actually one of the highest oil based um, scents I've got. It's got like three times the amount of oil that the rest of them have. Uh, that's and yeah, it was really good when I first brought it out. It sort of lost popularity a bit um, because I haven't been pushing it as much, but it's still there and it's a favorite of a lot of the anglers that sort of yep. constantly use it. Um, but uh, that on the subject of that UV Abbey, uh, it's really been smashing the reddies lately. Like, yeah. for, for, I don't know what it is. It must be the warmer water or something, but the few fellas have been getting some absolute crackers on that UV Abbey at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, spring bite well and truly uh, here. Like today, it was over over twenty three degrees in Bathurst today. So, you know, it's and the weather was just absolutely cracking. So, if we get a good solid week, I don't think there'll be a boat within about two hundred k's of, of Bathurst because they'll all be at Windermere Dam this weekend. <laughs> I have to get out there one day, mate, because I've never never fished the freshwater dams before, except for uh, Glenbourne here in New South Wales. Oh, okay. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, so when it comes to fishing, what's your preferred, you know, style of fishing? Freshwater, saltwater? Oh, mate, as long as it's fishing, I don't really care. Um, you know, we we have uh, we have our select times. Early winter, we like to chase the dew. Uh, then we, as it gets warmer into the late winter, early spring, we chase the big flathead on the flats with the surface lures. Uh, and then we'll I'll go into the brim, and then come November, December, January, we actually stop fishing for them, and we actually start chasing bull sharks in the river, and nice. uh, that we do, nice. yeah, we do that, nice. yeah. and then we, we go go from there back to normal fishing, and then uh, we just start the process all again. There you go. So, what's your secret for bull sharks, mate? Mate, secret is lots of time. But you may not think it here, but in this river here, the Manning River, uh, we we put a lot of hours into it, mate. And uh, fresh bait, like we use eel and stingray, yeah. mainly fresh freshwater eel. And um, yeah, just lots of time. You know, we got to fish all the tides, and they'll come and go. The big the big girls when they come in, and uh, we've we've hit a few ten footers and a few um, nine footers and all that. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's good fun, um, and we tag them and send them off, and they they go and do their thing, and we go and do ours. Nice, yeah. nice. So we'll have to get uh, Shane's on on the other end there. Shane's from out Tamworth way. We'll have to get you out out his way, mate. There's a good cot out through there at the moment. So. Yeah, cope and dams a cracker. I'm keen. <laughs> cope and dams is cod all year round. It's beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll have to head out there. Nah, easy done, mate. Easy done. So, so, so you you you're busy, like you said. You you do you find much time for fishing? So, or is or is the business flat out? Uh the business is flat out, mate. But I tend I was doing five days a week, or actually seven days a week, in the dizzy scent room after I you know got home from work or uh, on weekends I'd jump in the dizzy scent room for three or four hours but i've learned now to sort of spread it out a bit more i've got plenty of stock in front of me when i when i can but it gets sold out pretty quick so um i i try and do at least two days a week in the dizzy scent room and then probably another 
uh, probably a good five or six hour session one day on the weekend. And fishing wise, mate, I might get out once every three or four weeks now. I used to get out two or three times a week, but <laughs> not anymore. Wow. It's, it's it's good fun. It's good fun, you know. I, I I like doing it, and yeah, it's it's good to talk to new people and you know try and help yeah. them out where I can, and you know, it's, I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh no, for sure, mate. For sure. And naturally, you use your own products, mate, don't you? Oh, definitely. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the best part about it, whenever I design something new, I get to go out and test it. No, that's a that's a tough gig. <laughs> it is, <laughs> mate. Anything new on the horizon? Uh, uh there's a couple of shops that have uh, lined or who have contacted me. They want me to make them a couple of personal scents for their shops. Um, I've actually got two or three uh, that I've already done, and I'm I've got a squid one that I'm working on. It, it smells just like fresh squid, which is really good. Uh, and there was another one from down Tasmania, actually. Um, he hit me up down there about doing a mud eye one. And I said, well, that's probably one of the hardest ones I've had to think about, but I'm, I'm still researching it and I'm going to try my best and see what I can come up with. Wow. Wow. The, yeah. That's when you think about it, that would be a bit of a tough one. So. Yeah, so so something like that, when you say research, you start with the internet and then or, or is it yeah. trial and error? Uh it, it's I start with the internet. Um sometimes as soon as someone asks me, you know, can you do this, I'll know straight away whether or not, oh yeah, that, that's easy enough. I, I know we can do that. A lot of the scents uh, include extracts from whatever I'm making. So, you know, you got your muscle and all that. They, they all have extract oils and everything like on the market. Mud eye is a different kettle of fish because there's no mud eye extract or there's no mud eye oil or anything like that. So then I've got to jump on the internet. I've got to do a bit of research, see what they got. Um, a lot of the American places have extracts similar to those sorts of things. So I can go through that. I can order a, you know, they call it a pint of um, oil. I'll order that and try it. And then I'll try and find something close in Australia. And yeah, because the, the US market is so expensive when you go to buy ingredients for scents. That's why, because I try and keep it Australian made with all Australian ingredients, everything like that. But sometimes you do have to buy from America and I think there's one scent that I've got that I have to buy from America. And it now, it's it's getting a bit pricey and it may not make it to the market next year. <laughs> it's just yeah. getting too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, shipping from, from the States is starting to get out of hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, so it's the yeah, same, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty nasty, mate. Like a pint of um, oil might cost me, 60 bucks Australian, but it's like $300 postage. You figure and that unfortunately, out. <laughs> unfortunately, that's exactly. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's got to get all passed on to the consumer. That's right. Exactly. And I don't like doing that. And like I said, I like to try and keep it Australian made, Australian ingredients and yeah, go from there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I try and do what I can in, in Australia, mate. No worries. Mate, do you kayak fish? I've got to ask. Do you kayak fish at all? 
Oh, I used to when I was younger. I'm, I'm yeah. a bit old now to be kayak <laughs> fishing, <laughs> you know, but um, no, I, I used to kayak fish and um, I, I've still got me kayaks and I actually was thinking about dusting them off the other day. So I don't mind doing it. It's just that I, because I've got the, you know, the XI5 um, motor guide, I sort of get a little bit uh, spoiled, you know, hit spot yeah. lock and I, I can stand there and fish all day. But yeah, no, I, I do enjoy kayak fishing, mate, and I do want to get back into it and um, do a bit more, especially at the bass and all that sort of thing. No, I think Matt Jones, mate, you need to make a phone call. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) My favourite, mate, early morning bass in a kayak. You can't beat it. Uh, It's good fun, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. That's a strike, mate. So So what, okay, we'll throw it out there. What, What scent for bass would you put on a surface lure? Oh, surface lure. See, that's that's where it gets tricky because a lot of those hits are reaction. But to get them to come back, if they miss it, you would probably want something like an earthworm or um, the yabby. The yabby's good. Um, and even aniseed. Aniseed is actually quite popular with the bass fishers as well. That's, that's because oh. it's it's something different. And um, even though a lot of the surface strikes are out of aggression, if they miss it, mate, they'll always come back if they can, you know, get a taste of something. And um, what you, yeah, yeah. What's your fave lure for um for surface bass? Oh, mate, it would have to be the jackal pompadour, the micro pompadour. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, I've seen, I've seen Matt cast those ones. They, 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 they're little crackers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My favourites, um, the micro pompadour, are all um. Lucky craft semis. So okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never used the semis, but I, I, I make sure I've always got one or two micro pompadours in the tackle box, yeah. mate. Because yeah, I've always done well on them. Yeah. So well, there we go, Matt. It's over to you now to organise um, bass bass with Adam and the and the, and the fat fishers in the McLeod River. No worries, mate. Easy we'll done. do it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So no lock pressure. it in. So. No, mate, bass season's now open, so we'll rip in. So. Yep. Yeah, Glenbourne well, Dam's only – sorry. Yeah, go on. Glenbourne Dam's only a, about a, an hour 20 from where I am, and um, when the bass run down there, they're on, but, geez, they're hard to get excited at times, so I'm looking forward to giving some of that standard run. So yeah, next mate. time I'm down, I'll, I'll be loading up. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll I'll get some sent up your way, Shano. So you can you can stock the Tamworth sh- Tamworth shed with it. Nice, done, yeah. mate, done. So, so yeah, so so Matt. Uh, well, sorry, Adam, mate. Next weekend we're up at uh, we're up at Nambucca. So for the uh, for the kayak comp, uh, and your bet still on the dirty row is the, is the the one to kick off with. That's the one to kick off with, mate. Definitely. Uh, it's a flathead. Love it. Um, and I, if I'm out doing any flathead comps or if I'm just out fishing flathead, I always start with the dirty row. That's, that's where I start, mate. Right. No worries. No worries. And, and also too, when it comes to your favorite species in saltwater, which, which is the one that you love the most to chase? Oh, mate, definitely surface flathead. Uh, we, we've chased those meteries for the last three or four years, uh, we're, we're lucky enough that um, we've both, like my mate and I, we've both landed. Uh, well, I've landed one, he's landed two. And, um, yeah, it's it's good fun, especially when those big meteries come up and hit that surface, mate. It's just something something else. 
Wow. Right, we'll have to we'll have to give that a go, mate. We'll have to give that a go. What's your trade secret? What's your lure? What's your go to lure for that? Okay, if you if you're gonna chase uh, big big flathead in the shallows, I always go shallows. Obviously, um, fish and surface. Uh, anything from uh, two hundred mil to uh, probably three foot uh, in in depth, uh, and probably size lure size. I like to use the uh, Nomad uh, stick baits these days. Uh, they're favourite of mine because they cast a mile. You always want long casts, and we use probably anywhere from I think they're the one hundred and sixties to. 200 mil i think mate off the top of my head it's been been a few weeks since i've i've opened a new one so yeah but around that 160 mil marks a good starter and if you can if you can fish anywhere around uh oyster leases or anything like that we always use 20 pound braid and 50 pound leader lock drags and fish as slow as possible with plenty of splash and mate as soon as they hit, you've got to turn their head and get them out of the water. Otherwise, they'll do you every time. Well, there you go. Anyone listening out there, there's your secret for uh, for next weekend. We had uh, Dave Barwise on a few weeks ago, and he, he was saying where, where the caravan park is where we're based at. He says there's one or two not far from there. So I've got a funny feeling there's going to be a lot of kayaks following Dave around. So. <laughs> That's the go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So... All right, so so when you look at so like, you know young kids coming into fishing, what would be your advice for you know young kids getting into the fishing um, into into the sport? Into the sport, probably my advice would be to fish as much as you can. Uh, it, sometimes it's not easy, but try and fish as much as you can, um, and try different things. Always try different techniques. Try different. If it doesn't work, well, you know it doesn't work. Some days it will work. Some days it won't work. And you just got to put in the hours. And um, ask the older generation. There still is a lot of fellas out there, or a lot of women who are happy to share their knowledge and um, even take you to areas. Show you. Uh, doesn't even have to be the person's favorite spot, but a general area where they will take you and show you and say, right. This is what you got to look for and um, just give it a crack and just fish slow. Don't fish fast, fish slow. Take your time, think about it and fish slow. Right, there you go. It's pretty solid advice there. So what do you think, Matt? Yeah, 100%. That, that's one of the things I was always taught. If you're not catching fish, don't speed it up, slow it down. And if you're still not catching fish, slow it down even more. So. Rightio. Rightio. Shano, what are, have you got some questions for Adam, mate? Oh, I was going to ask about like when you're um, developing a, a scent, Adam, and you're going after the senses in the fish. I think they said fish have five senses, something similar to humans. Um, when you're developing a product, is it basically trying to get it through the nostrils first or is it basically in the lure and trying to get them to, to attack the lure and then pick up the scent? I think you've already touched on it before, but It'd be interesting to find out how you actually develop that scent for the nostrils. Yeah, yeah. So um, you, you're right. You try and get them to, um, as soon as they attack that lure, if they miss it or they come up close to it, it's generally um, you want the scent to be able to react with their sensory um, 
you know, their nose or whatever like that. Um, and the, probably the best way to describe it, like there's a big process in developing the scent. So when I'm developing a scent, when I'm casting it out, I generally drop a new scent beside the boat. So on my lure, I'll just drop the lure beside the boat. I try and look for that uh, oil release. So when it hits the water, you want to see that oil release just start to slowly um, smooth the water out. So, you know, if you drop uh, fish oil in the water, it'll smooth that water out. You'll see it start to release. Um, I did a video with um, the earthworm and like the earthworm scent. And when I dropped it in the water, you could see the oil coming off the scent and coming up to the surface of the water because it had that perfect release in it. And it all comes, it comes down to, there's a lot of factors. Uh, it comes down to water temperature and how much uh, wax additive and uh, you, you need in that scent to hold that scent on the lure in what water temperature. So wintertime, I try and cut the scent, uh, try and cut the, wax out so it releases more oil in the colder water so that when the fish come up to it they can they can take that oil in sooner whereas if it's got too much wax in it in winter time it won't release any oil so then the fish come up and then then they've got to they've got to be able to bite at it to get a taste of it so you want that sort of nostril um, reaction with the oil and then your additives, uh, which stimulate the bite, will start to take effect when they start hitting the lure. So um, that then stimulates their um, taste buds or whatever they got in their mouth. I, I'm not right into yeah. it, but um, uh, re yeah. re receptors, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah. that's the word I'm after, mate. Thank you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, that's it's it's a big juggling act when you're designing a scent, uh, so that you got to think about your water temperature versus release rate versus holding rate. So you want the scent to hold onto your lure longer in warmer water. So you need more wax, but you don't want it to um, stay on there and not release any in the cold water. So you've, it's a big juggling act. And once you get it right, um, it, it'll do the job properly. Uh, so, yeah, so you want that oil to be releasing and when the fish come up, they'll get the taste of that oil or the smell of that oil. And then um, the attractants will activate their receptors. And then that's when it um, all takes effect. So if they miss the lure, they'll still smell it and they want to come back and have another crack at it. Yeah. Have you, um, Adam, have you ever made one which you've just totally got rid of altogether? Like it's never worked, it's never taken? Or, you know, I know there's trial and error in every process. Yeah, but, there is. Yeah. And yes, yes, I have. When I first started out, because I was, you know, into the brim competition, like brim tournaments and all that, as a just a general uh, fish show, I always, we always spoke about, oh, we, we need the, um, a scent that, um, is like hot chips, you know. You see a lot of brim and stuff around the pontoons where people are eating hot chips, and they throw the chip in the water, and the brim go nuts over it, and you see all this oil coming out. So I went and got, I went and got the oils and everything like that, and produced a hot chip scent, and um, I, it actually worked, but I never released it because I got laughed at. 
So I just put it aside and I've still got it sitting in the in the pot in in the shed. Never never released it, never wow. used it. Mate, you should release it. I've always been taught, you know, like fish what they're eating. So um and you yeah. only have to look at Coffs Harbour Jetty and that all the kids throwing those hot chips in. And um <laughs> I, I I remember one day one of the blokes I used to fish, he goes, Oh, he said, Don't worry about using baity or he said, You gotta use twisties. He said, because everyone sort of um where we're fishing, everyone used to leave the um, movie theaters and they'll have like twisties left in their packet and then throw them in the water. So, yeah. And he used to just put twisties on his hook, throw them in there, and he'd pull out stonking brim. So, and in Coffs Harbour and that same thing, they, you know, you, you throw a hot chip on your hook and throw it in the harbour, you guarantee to brim. So, yeah. I'll, I'll have to rake it back out and have another crack at it. Yeah, definitely. Go. So. It might be a limited edition. <laughs> It could be summertime limited edition scent. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's the thing. If people are laughing at it, they obviously, you know, they're either out sea fishermen or, or they've never been around harbours or actual proper structure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's right, mate. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. When you fish in those areas all the time, you, you know what the fish like. And yeah. um, we haven't made chip lures. We made chip surface lures and we're going to coat them all and, throw them out underneath the pontoons and um, see what happened, but we never got around to it. I might I might have to get back to it, and I probably shouldn't yeah. have released me secrets like that. Yeah, anyway. no, no, that's all right. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can edit, edit that out. Yeah. So, yeah. The good thing is, Burley there is pretty cheap and tasty. So Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if we'd survive, though. I'd be too busy eating the chips. Yeah. <laughs> no, no vinegar for you. Carly on them chips, no vinegar, mate. <laughs> no, mate, no, just straight chicken salt, mate, straight chicken salt. So yeah. I've got to, got to keep this layer on me. <laughs> so, mate, I've, I've noticed just, I've noticed with your muddy gudgeon, you got the freshwater special. So, is that just a, a promotional thing, or what have you done to it compared to when it first came out? Well, yeah, it's it. I put mm-hmm. freshwater special on it because I was making so many saltwater scents, which Still worked in the freshwater, but I was yep. making so many saltwater scents at the time. Oh, people were saying, "Well, when are we going to get a new freshwater scent? We want a new freshwater scent." So I, I looked into it, did a few things, and I thought, "All right, this this one's for the freshwater boys and yep. girls and whoever." So I made sure I put freshwater special on it because especially for them. So that's that's why I did that, mate. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it caught my attention. Yeah. <laughs> it did it did Sam. but no no that's that's awesome mate awesome Sam. Oh, all right matt you got any other questions to shoot at adam and and, and shana um, i've got one more oh sorry yeah, sorry, go, yeah, yeah mate. you're right mate. Yeah. i was just gonna say it might sound silly but as a kid i was always told when you're fishing to target your species um do you find that you know if you're loading up particular baits and stuff like that you find with your sense that one particular scent will attract one specific species or is it sort of seen to bring them all in? It will generally just bring them all in, mate. But um, I, using them over the time, I think uh, like the Dirty Row, for example, has a higher strike rate on flathead than it has on, say, brim or anything else that I fish for, dewfish. So, uh, yeah, the the... Dirty Row is definitely a flathead attractant 
whereas I don't know what it is in it, but um, we always, if we're targeting flathead and we put that on, it it gets more hits or more hookups on that than say me mate uses the same lure and puts on uh, cheese or um, garlic or something like that, and he he may not get any, and I might get two or three before he eventually does get one. So, and we, we know that flathead are a big reaction bite fish too, but um, they'll also miss the lure and come back for a two or three hits before they decide to hook up. But yeah, definitely some, some do have a uh, specific fish uh, attracting in them that I don't know what it is. Um, some, you know, cheese, for example, so a lot of people don't use the cheese for anything other than cod because they don't do much good on the um, like the yellows or anything like that with the cheese. But for some reason, they uh, reckon that it smashes the cod and they don't get anything else on it. But I, I think it's just um, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw, I think, mate. And, you know, the dirty row, like I said, is just a big um, flathead slayer and the brim, brim will hit it. Um, but not as much as what the flathead do. So I, I, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you, mate. But, um, yeah, some do attract it uh, more uh, certain species than others. Right. Yeah, it's interesting to know. I've always sort of wondered, you know, what would be more attracted to it. So, yeah, no, thanks for that. That shed a bit of light on it, mate. Probably point out where I was going wrong. Can't <laughs> cut cheese everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's it, mate. <laughs> Uh, Matt, back to you, buddy. Yeah, no, um, pretty much. I just sort of um, have you got any um, sort of cabbage or greenweed scent coming in for Ludric, mate? Funny you should mention that, but yeah, I've actually had a greenweed scent on the uh, market for probably eighteen months now, and um, it's actually a big favourite of um, um, the Ludric fishermen. Um, I sell. A lot in the winter time, obviously. Yep. That's when they're, that's when they're targeting them. But um, it come in handy because the reason I made that was for probably for the elderly people that couldn't get out and collect the greenweed anymore. You know, because it is hard to go and find it these days, yeah. and it is getting harder to find. But and um, I thought to myself, all right, what can I do to um, make a greenweed scent, and they can use the weed flies and. Um, I looked into it, did a bit of research. And I used to um, breed fish like tropicals and all that. And I used to use like a lot of them were uh, algae eaters and um, they wouldn't, you know. Um, so I used to, I, I used that with um, some knowledge on the internet and did a bit of research and I come up with a mixture and gave it to a few blokes and mate, they reckon it was, they, they reckon it slays. I've never used it. And I went and brought all the gear to use it. I've got all the blackfish rods and the flies and the everything like that, but I've never gotten out to use it. But yeah, it's it's a big seller, mate, when it comes yeah. in the time. Yeah. Oh, Carly, get me some of that, mate. We'll um, give that a test. I, I love me um, blackfish. So, and um, the the blackfish flies have been the game changer because you know, as you said, that the the weed and the cabbage is getting hard to get. So. Um, it's just drying up everywhere. So yeah, it's um yeah, definitely going to give that a crack. Yeah, easy done, mate. We'll order it express posted to you, mate. So I'll yeah. I'll sort the bill. No worries. Awesome uh, stuff. 
Done. All right. Well, mate, I, I'm apart from a bucket list. Where would be you know, where would be a bucket list location for you to go fish at, Adam? Oh, that's a good one, mate. That is a good one. I, I've they've chopped and changed over the years, but uh, I'd definitely love to go and chase a few big Murray cod after seeing video. I, I'm a big. Uh, I've got my TV and everything set up in the Dizzy Scent headquarters, so I while I'm making scent, I'm watching fishing videos all the time and i've watched the freshwater boys chase the cod and the yellows and all that so i've definitely got to hit a few of the dams one day mate and um out west and hit a few big um murray cod and you know spend spend a good few days just just chasing fish like that so where wherever the murray cod are mate that's where i want to go nice all right over to you shane to organize that one mate i'm hearing there's a bit of uh a, a bit of a promise up that part of the world mate i hear Shane's had a stroke. <laughs> you got me? Yeah, mate, yeah, that's mate. better. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, must be technology at Tamworth's a bit slow, like I said before. We, we're catching up. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, two weekends. Fishing and uh, 20 cod in a day all over a metre. Always packed up that night and came home, had enough. So the fish are there, they're on, and they're big. So, wow. And that's at the head of Copeland Dam. That's, yeah, it's a nice, nice spot up there in the Guida River. So I'm going to have to organise something, Carly, Matt, and come Mate, over. I'll, I'll bring Adam along. I'm happy. Sounds like yeah. a plan. I'll, I'll pick Adam up, pick Matt up, and then we'll head over the range. We'll get it sorted. I'll bring yeah, the good. scent. Yep. No worries. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, that's, that's... <laughs> Happy days. That's the guy. <laughs> Sounds like Shane's been abducted by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> sort of breaking. Yeah. I just had to mute him. So, but yeah, <laughs> no, very good. So, no, I'm keen for that trip if you guys are. Let's lock it in. So, and, um, yeah, over to you, Colin. Well, mate, I, I'm like I said, I'm running running a bit bit out of the question. I've, I've just enjoyed the chat, mate. I've, I've you know, there's a lot of knowledge that that I didn't know was was involved in it, and you go right into it. So it's not just a case of you just go into the office and whip up a few chemicals and there you go. Um, there's <laughs> obviously a, a lot more science to it, and uh, yeah, the, the proofs in, proofs in the pudding in with the sales, mate. Yeah, no, it's it, there is a lot of research that goes into it, and like I said, I've all my sponsored anglers that, uh, that I sponsor have helped me develop these scents. So you know, I'm always in, indebted to um, those fishers. They they really um, give me good feedback, and um, I'm a few of them are winning comps with this, like you know, with the help of the scent. I'm not saying they're winning comps because of the scent, because we all know that it takes a lot of knowledge and everything for anyone to get out there and, um, you know, get top 10 in a competition, let alone win it. But, um, you know, I, I try to be a realist, mate, and anyone asks me, you know, if I buy your scent, is it going to catch me fish? Well, I said, well, it's only going to catch a fish if you're fishing in the right areas and the, you got to use the right lure and there's a lot of different factors out there, mate. And, you know, yeah. that's, I just try, try to be real and 
hopefully that's what's helping the sales, mate. The the yep. sales have been booming since, um, you know, and since I've took over, like it's just going going through the roof. Yep. Oh, I get the, the, the same here. People say they come into the shop and they go, what lures are working? I go, mate, they all work. You just got to put them in front of biting fish, you That's know? Right. So, and like when we interview Bob Gonzalez, you know, the fish decide whether or not it's going to work. Yes. So you know, we can, we can throw lures, we can add scent, we can do this. If they don't want to eat, they won't want to eat. That's exactly right, mate. And like, don't get me wrong, you can go out and catch fish without scent. Um, you know, yep. I'll be the first to admit that a lot of a lot of bites are reaction bites. A lot of them are out of anger, but you know, it's the it's the bites that they miss, and the fish come back because they got the taste of the scent. That's what the scent's designed for. And I had an argument with someone the other day, and they said scent's just a gimmick; it doesn't work. And I said, well. All right, I said, I'll give you a sayo biscuit, a dry old sayo biscuit, and I'll give you another sayo biscuit with, say, honey or whatever spread all over it, and you tell me which one's going to taste better to you. And yeah. they, they they told me that's irrelevant. And I said, well, it's not, because I said that's exactly how scent works. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, probably the best way to put it. So absolutely yeah. best way to put it. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, then, mate, all I can say, mate, is appreciate the time, appreciate the chat, and no. um, mate, look, looking forward to. We'll have to uh, let let you know what happened after next weekend. If you, if you're not if you're not flat out, mate, we're up there at Nambucca next weekend, so up on the uh, Nambucca River, and uh, like I said, mate, every every competitor gets a tube of uh, of dirty row, and uh, by the sounds of it, I'd say a lot of them will be smearing up uh, as soon as they hit the water. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate the time you guys are giving me mate and allow me to come on here and have a chat and I enjoy it mate and I enjoy talking to new people and it's good fun no no appreciate it mate thank you very much thank yeah, you very much thank, Adam thanks mate, for sharing so much as well yeah. so I was just about to say Matt you anything you want to add there too mate yeah no I was just saying thanks for sharing so much so you know, most people come in and they sort of go, yeah, I put it in the tube, you know. So, um, <laughs> but no, you've been very open and honest and actually taught me a few things. So very appreciative. Thanks, mate. No, I appreciate it. And um, by the way, I did smash down a few donuts before I come on to sort of fit in with the three yeah, beautiful shows, mate. So, ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'll have to get your bigger kayak, mate. So yeah. I think when we go to the Maclay River, though, chasing bass, I think we're just going to have to tie all the kayaks together like a raft. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. No worries. All good, mate. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time and, and we'll definitely chat to you soon. Thank you, fellas. I'm much appreciated. Cheers, Adam. See you, mate. All right, over to you, Coley. All right, guys, well, as we know, it is, you know, spring break for the Murray Cod. You know, we're not meant to be out there targeting them. There's very limited impoundments where you can actually target cod all year round. So at the moment, it's, it is a bit of spring break. So now is probably a good time to to upgrade your, your gear, have a look around to see what's new on the market and get yourself ready for that uh, midnight run on the 1st of, de 1st of December. So, Shane, up your way, mate. So what, what's, what's the, the go-to with cod? Um, you know, come that 1st of December when it kicks off again? Oh, well, mate, firstly, getting there is the biggest thing. You know, a lot of people 
struggle in December because Christmas is coming on and they look for other things and that, especially family-wise. But for me and my family, mate, we get out there best we can. We always start with a bit of night fishing first up, so we like to take a bit of chicken and stuff like that out with us. A few wood grubs never go astray. But obviously, mate, surface lures are a big thing as well. Um, got a couple of really good uh, surface lures from Peter Dunlop, a uh, fisho guy up in Inverailway. And uh, he's done some really nice stuff, uh, surface popper-wise, and get them cruising across the waterway, mate. They're lovely. But also just the old BCF rats. You flick one of them across the top of the lure, mate, and that seems to bring them on as well. But um, start off with, the, you know, when the spawning and that sort of ends, they're a bit sluggish to start off with. It also depends on how much water's run through the river. But if you get the water flowing and there's a bit of depth about, they seem to sort of come on a bit better, especially after a full moon too. If you get if you get the trifecta, you know, the humidity, the the right time and, and the um and the weather on your side, you're laughing. Mate, you say you are a big believer of the old sunset moonrise, moonrise sunset type thing. The three phase man, mate. The three phase man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh you know, and there's a lot a lot to be said too. A lot of people talk about the bar- barometer. No thousand twenty fish are plenty, as they say. Um it does tend to work a fair bit. With the cod, I believe. Um, other fish, not so much. Yellows are a bit different, but, you know, cod are always seen, especially bigger cod. Uh, if, you, if you're targeting the bigger cod, mate, you normally get a run of them up Copeland and places like that. Keep keep us not biting and firing like it used to. I don't know don't know why at the moment. A lot of yellow and that out there, but um, the odd silver perch too, actually, getting caught out there at the moment. But um, Yeah, so I think with all the water we've had come down in the last 18 months, um, it sort of flushed the river way out and fixed it up a little bit. But just at the moment in the peel, it's dropped a lot. So if it's dropping here, it'd be dropping in other areas as well. So we do need some follow-up rain. We need rain to, you know, to fill the river because, unfortunately, um, the the peel river is at the mercy of the irrigators out west. So um, they rape and pillage our water supply. So the Areco fishermen struggles a bit from time to time. We have to go back and rely on dams and, and, and little lagoons where we can find them. But... Um, there's always, you know, if you're prepared to put the walk in and the, and the time in and, and, you know, go for the right species with your right equipment, you'll always catch a fish, always. Well, up your way, mate, you, you're kind of smack bang in the middle of, of some of the best Murray Cod rivers, you know, in New South Wales. What What's your pick of the rivers when, when, when the season is open? Oh, mate, the Guida. The Guida River is awesome place to fish, you know, um, Anywhere between Yarala and, and, and Copeland Dam, if you can get it up around Bundara. There used to be an old saying years ago, Bundara was the cod capital of Australia. Um, especially from the Bundara Bridge down to Copeland Dam, there's some magic spots down through there, some wonderful big water water holes and some rock ponds and stuff like that, mate. So you do you do get a lot of big cod up through there. Uh, that'd be the pick, I think. And also below Copeland in Bingra, you know, you fish anywhere through Bingra is really good. Uh, out around Moree, the river's out there. McIntyre is another good river. Um, so, yeah, you're sort of smack banging it here. You can head far up as Texas and Queensland if you want to head up that way, up through the McIntyre and all up through there. So for my pick, I think the Guida is one of the you know, one of the better rivers to hit if you're chasing serious cod, especially big cod. Mate, you, you've, you've got it made up there. We, when you think about it, we all do live in a, in a pretty good part of the world for, uh, for water and all that, like Matt's up there on the Nambucca. You know, you're out there on, on sort of the Peel, the Guida and all those rivers. You know, when I sit around here with the Macquarie and some big dams around this way. Um, yeah, so it, it is that uh, that 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 sort of like you know we're, we're in we're in all in good areas. So so again, like it, it's in the in the close season. Do you go through your gear? Do you check out what's new on the lure market? Do you 
you know, do you sort of like get a bit of uh, yellow belly practice in and just see how the rivers are going? Yeah, look, we were always out. And my son's out today. He came and raided all my gears. You tell half the lures have gone off my rack behind me. He, he's out <laughs> today chasing yellow. Um, pardon me. You know, we try to get a bit of maintenance done, but that's normally after dark and a couple of beers of an evening, especially if the wife's cranky. I come downstairs. And that's 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 my meditation and try. I pull the reels apart, mate, and grease them up and make sure they're clean. If they, you know, the springs are overdone, I'd replace a few springs and that in them and do a bit of maintenance. But you know, wipe the rods down. You know, if they need a bit of varnish on something, get rid of the rust on them, whatever. But, yeah, no, look, maintenance is an important key, and we, and we do that throughout the year. But, you know, when the cod season's not on, mate, you know, we're out there chasing a few other things. We're very lucky here because we've got um, trout up top in at Nundle on that as well. Not big trout, but still there's trout there. So you head up there to Chaffee Dam, you know, there's fish are plenty in the, in the northwest, so there's always something on. Um, you know, always very careful if you do catch a cod out of season to gently release it because you don't want to get in trouble. But, uh, you know, Always take a photo, but nothing wrong with a photo. <laughs> nothing wrong with a photo in the water. That is correct. Nothing no, wrong that... with a photo in the water. So, yeah, so when your it. boys, uh, when your boys take all your lures, do they bring them back? Oh uh, yeah, most of the time I've, I've got them trained now. So if they actually lose a lure, they're, they're taught to swim. So they're very used to cold water in winter, but they will <laughs> swim. They will swim uh, to get them back. But you know, generally they're pretty good. Like uh, one of my sons, Harry, he'll just go down and he he'll he might buy you know ten or twelve lures and bring them home and chuck them up and. You know, we just sort of help ourselves to each other's gears. So we've got boxes of it here, so there's never a shortage of it. But, um, yeah, I think for overall, the boys are pretty good. They all love it, which is great too. So that's just the byproduct of hanging around Dad, I think, you know. Get out and enjoy enjoy the country air. Yeah, that yeah. no, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. We'll have to uh, – Matt, you've never, you've never tagged yourself a big cod, have you? No, I've never tagged a big cod, to be honest. But I was just about to say, like, obviously, I'm a bass fisherman. I love my bass fishing. So um, what I actually do use that bass fishing shutdown um, period for is actually to go out there and find new ground. Because what I find is you can just go out there and walk with no fishing gear and people will leave you alone. Um, whereas if you're sort of, you know, trying to jump fences and as you know, Coley, we, um, do some pretty extreme stuff up here. Um, if you just walk in the riverbanks, people will leave you alone. So, and you can actually find some really good things and then come back. And quite often I, during the off season is actually when I've sparked up the best conversation with farmers and say, Hey, do you mind during the season? I can come back here and actually, you know, access your land and, and go fishing and they're okay with that because you've asked the permission. So not that you need permission to go on a riverbank. I must stress that. No one owns the riverbank. So even though most farmers think they do, but they don't, um, it's just a bit of politeness. But I always do use that down season to actually go and find some new ground. So, yeah. What about you, Shano? Do you find new ground, mate? Yeah, look, <laughs> I've sort of covered a fair bit of ground up around this way and up around Inverell and that as well. Um but I've been sort of reluctant, you know, to look at TSRs and stuff like that because I believe that they're pretty fished out. But in the last last two years, I've sort of been hitting and walking through a few TSRs and found some nice spots. So it does pay to have a look around and, and find virgin ground. I mean, it's virgin ground for me, but it's probably someone else's ground which you've fished out of for years. But, um, you know, I'm probably a creature of habit, I suppose, in some areas. If I know that there's a, a, good, a good nesting spot for a fish where he'll hide under a log or there's a good log or something in a stream, I, I'll always go there from that way and give it a flick pass a few times just to see if I can get a nibble. But, um, yeah, jump in the car. We do random day trips around the place and that up little creeks and streams. We've always got a rod in the back, so even if we just go for a drive for the day and 
come across a stream, we always take something with us just to have a, a crack anyway. Sounds like a solid plan, mate, solid plan. So all we can say is roll on until like midnight, end of November, <laughs> first day of December. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, bring it on, I say. For sure, for sure. Bass guys have already got their season open, Matt. You, you've been hanging out to get out and have a flick? I don't know if Matt's there. He might have gone bass fishing, Carly. Who knows? <laughs> right? he, he, he might have gone. <laughs> I think it's a time of the afternoon. I just seen him look up. I just seen him look up. He's probably hit a mute button and off he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, family first, mate. Family first. Yeah, no. Family no. first. So, yeah, well, mate, like I said, it, it's um, even here in, in, in the shed, uh, We've got a whole range of new uh, swim baits that have turned up, you know, in in preparation for um, for for the opening of the of the cod season or virtually after the spring break. And uh, yeah, mate, I'll, we'll be loading up with uh, spinner baits from Wack Lures and Mudgut spinner baits and plenty of swim baits for for people to use. And uh, mate, we'll be sending in plenty of that stock up your way to the to the good people of Tamworth, um, so they can have access to the same gear that everyone down here does. And I think the good people of Tamworth will be thankful for that too. The uh, you know the the early uh, indicator is mate that uh, the products are well received, affordable, which which is good in this political and financial times for a lot of people. We don't know whether the shops and changes are coming, so um, it gives the families good outing. Gavin, if it makes it affordable for them, well, we're all for it, as you are down there, mate. And yeah. you've got quality gear which is sending up, and uh, like I said, it's been well received so far. So you keep sending it, we'll keep stocking it, and we'll keep buying more from you. Mate, that's the same with Cod Nation gear, mate. Uh, looking forward to that. It turns up and people just walk in. I'll have that, thanks. You know, so have you got that in a 2XL? Yeah, mate, got it in a 2XL. So, you know, so it does work. So it, it is working well, mate. So for any of those who, who haven't seen Shano's page, we'll, we'll put a link up to it um, on, on the podcast page for, for Cod Nation Australia. Jump on board. You know, he, Shano's like got a great idea running with it. And it's working well at the moment. So get behind it. A range of merchandise, great shirts. Love that new fishing style shirt too. That material, mate. That's mint. So and the baseball caps, mate. It's, it's good when a fisher walks into the shed and he's got his hat on back to front with coordination on it. Yeah, that's it. You know, you can wear them either way, mate. But uh, you know, we like to be sun smart. So you know, it's up to you. But you know, quality yeah, hats, yeah. mate. We've we, we've done our best to try and you know not have inferior products. I mean, inferior products are no good. You can't keep the market going. So we're trying to get the best we can, and we just keep striving to do that. And and as you said, people are liking to take into the product, so we'll keep, you know, chipping away at it. And Rome wasn't built in a day, they say, but, you know, Cod Nation can last forever. So, Mate, I like the sound of that. <laughs> All good. All Very good. good. So, sorry about that, fellas. I um, had a, a five-year-old who didn't put the right toilet seat down and then jumped in with his iPad, so I was just about to lose a five-year-old down the toilet. So. <laughs> Did you save the iPad, though? Yeah, I <laughs> saved the iPad. Risky. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we are just talking about, uh, about cod season and saying, well, you know, bass season open. You know, Matt, have you been tempted to go for a flick? And there was like, Crickets. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I could hear the commotion in the background. And everyone's like, going, oh, do we go on a, a, a annoy daddy's recording? And I was like, yeah, hang on. I better go. This sounds a bit serious. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that, that fire just keeps coming out of the oven. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> no, at least I got them well trained. You know, if I'm recording, leave me alone. And they do, yeah, yeah. which you yeah. can't ask for any more than that. So, but, no. Yeah. 
No, no, not at all. Not at all. Guys, I'm going to have to kick the shed open, so because it's four thirty. So, um, so yeah, mate. It's um, I know I can actually see one little. Spring has sprung and fish are on the chew. Time to check out the Fishing Shed Bathurst for all your spring fishing needs. Gear up for adventure with our huge range of tackle tailored for our local waters. While you're there, check out our kayaks and see where the fish are biting or just get into some family fun around the waterways. And stay sun safe with our great range of fishing apparel and sun protection products. The Fishing Shed Bathurst, making fishing and kayak adventures affordable for all. 101 Mitre Street, Bathurst. Check us out today. Yo! All right, so it's that time of the week where Coley's going to do a review of a gadget for us. Coley gets out there every week looking for um, some toys to keep us out there on the water longer or keep us camping um, in a bit more comfort. So what do you got for us this week, Coley? Well, eventually I will get to keeping us on the water longer. At, at the moment, it's more of the camping thing. So right, we've all had those days. It's It's the end of the day. Your fire's not quite going right. And you're sitting there waving your hat or you're getting down on your knees and blowing into it. And all you're really doing is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Well, I have found the best little five bucks I've ever spent on a little hand bellow. These things are absolutely outrageously funny, outrageously cheap, but extremely effective. I actually use it on my pizza oven, my wood pellet pizza oven, to give it a kick in the guts if it's uh, not drawing well. Mate, all you do is literally just crank the bloody thing and air just pours out the front. So I I thought it was a bit of a gimmick when I first saw it. I thought, I'll give it a go. And lo and behold, the old pizza oven was doing a bit of smoking, pulled the cap book out back, half a dozen cranks, mate, it was up and going. So the best part about it is it just pulls apart, fits easily in the back of the kayak, fits easily in in your camping gear, Mate, I won't be leaving home without this, especially if I'm spending a few days on the river. Absolutely cracking little idea. A little hand bellow for about five bucks. Check them out. We'll put the link up. And, uh, yeah, next week, I guarantee you, it'll be a fishing fishing, fishing part, not a camping part. Very good. Sounds good. Thanks, mate. You've been listening to the Fishing Shed Podcast, presented by the three fat fish shows. Wayne Cole, Ricky Sherwood, and Matt Jones have a combined 55 years experience in fishing and the outdoors. And their second passion beyond being outdoors is talking about being in the outdoors. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, follow us on social media at Three Fat Fishos, Fish Like a Madman, The Fishing Shed, and Tight Lines. Keep breathing in that fresh air, and we'll see you next time on The Fishing Shed Podcast.